Welcome to the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast with your hosts, Austin McAdam and Andrew Hagenbaugh. Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Andrew Hagenbaugh, and across from me, as always, my good friend, Mr. Austin McAdam. Austin, how you doing, buddy? So much better than last than the last episode. I feel so much better, as I'm hoping you guys can hear. And I am a little bummed because in one of my leagues, I took a really narrow L. And it was really frustrating. My Atlanta defense that I was hyping up and so excited for lost it for me, sadly. That is so upsetting. Yeah, I expected all they needed to do was get a touchdown like I was betting on them for. They would have got a touchdown like off of one of their because they had two interceptions. They right. started the game with two interceptions, like they right off the rip. I needed another. I needed a fumble recovery. Some. I needed a touchdown. That's all I needed. I really was betting on them for a touchdown, so it kind of got me. And yeah, I ended up uh, losing by three and a half points. And I'm not mad. It's fine. Would have just secured my spot in playoffs. It's fine. It's whatever. But whatever. <laughs> it, yes. it happens. It happens. I mean. <laughs> Trust me, I know how it feels to lose yeah. by a squeak of a margin. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, no, it's a good show today. Uh, it'll be a little bit of a quicker one. We've had a couple, multi, like we've had a little over hour long shows the last couple times. We're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter than that for you guys today. Uh, we're going to go over some news and notes. We've got uh, a lot of actually uh, waiver wire ads. This is going to be for more because this is going to probably be the biggest of, in my opinion, this waiver wire here is probably going to be the most important for the playoff teams here. Right. Because it's the last time that you have people coming off a bye. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, an injury could happen next week and we could be biting our tongue and going back and saying, that, oh my goodness, this is the biggest ad of the season. But this one in particular is just there's there's big names on it. And then it's the last time people are going to be coming off a bye. So you're going to be picking those people up that were on bye last week that might have got dropped. So it's that. This is a really important one. This is the time where this is going to be the for those people who kind of hoard their fab money, you know, and things like that, or hoard that number one spot. You're going to want to probably, I mean, in in, for our first guy, our top ad of the week, you're going to want to blow it on him, (laughs) right? And we'll we'll get into him after we go over some news and notes, but yeah, this is to get you ready for the playoffs. Right, we're talking about playoffs, and we will. We'll talk some rest of the season and playoff stuff this this episode, but on Friday we'll definitely get into it a lot more after we put some more stuff together for it. But yeah, and then obviously next week will be that'll be the main focus <clears throat> right. of the shows is basically playoffs and this and that. What we can do to help you guys dominate playoffs and get you guys ready to win championships. Definitely. So let's go ahead and get into it. You want to start us off with some news? Yeah, Steelers quarterback Devlin Hodges will start over Mason Rudolph against the Cleveland Browns, which is probably the biggest news of the day. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. The, and then we just watched that video of Tomlin talking about Mason Rudolph, and I'll tell you what, I think that the NFL knows what he said, and they're covering it up and just based off of how Tomlin acted. Yeah. Like, he, he, he was talking about him with it just – you could feel it. it felt like he was talking about him with hate behind it. Yeah. He was he, upset. Yeah, you could hear the hate because he said he's not killing us. Yeah. Because he, he was talking about Devin Hodges, like, he's not killing us. And yeah. he said in such a like a he, like a way that he's like very like almost pissed off in a kind of way. Right. He was asked about um, it was something along the lines of like what went into the 
decision of starting Hodges over uh, Rudolph. And it, he said, well, well, Hodges isn't the one killing us. Yeah. So that was that was it. Like to say that about your own quarterback, you're upset. Yeah, you're and, not happy. Yeah, and it could be the uh, the cover up, like you said, of maybe Rudolph did say a racial slur, and now they're covering it up because of the the big sound bowls of. Yeah, there there's they're, no chance that they don't have audio from that. Yeah, you can they can pull audio and listen to anything those people said if they're on the field. It's recorded. Yeah, and I'm sure guys like Mason Rudolph were. I had microphones in their helmet because quarterbacks, quarterbacks do. do. The quarterbacks yeah. do, hundred percent. But talk to you have to remember, coaches. his helmet was off. <laughs> yeah, his helmet's off, obviously. But also, too, you like we said, we have the big sound. Mm-hmm. You know, the big sound booms and all this and that that we're pointing right at the situation. Yeah, there's and pictures of it as well. It's crazy. I'll I'll find one and I'll tweet it out on our page just to, so you guys can see exactly what it is I'm talking about. But yeah, also it's too, crazy. Yeah, also too, there's videos of Cream Hunt. Mm-hmm. Being mic'd up, showing that he was mic'd up during the game, and a couple of other players being mic'd up as well. So, and there's a guy who actually works for the Browns who said that he works for the audio team for the Browns, and he said you could definitely hear a racial slur right. coming at, but the NFL is not going to look at it because they don't want to escalate anything further. Well, now. it'll hurt them. It'll, it'll, it'll hurt, hurt the. It'll hurt their image, and they don't yeah. want that. And but I mean, whatever. We could go on for this uh, for weeks, <laughs> and I know it, but. We will we'll keep the train rolling here with Andy Dalton is back in the starting slot. I You can see this coming. What but what are they doing? Don't they want to lose? I mean Andy Dalton's gonna give them a better shot at winning. Why do they want to win? I mean <laughs> They want that first pick. Don't they want Chase Young? Which I, No, they don't. They should not want Chase Young. They should want a quarterback. Yeah, they definitely want a quarterback. They want but in my opinion, I think they probably know that the other teams that would get number one probably going chase young yeah because two is too injury prone now we've seen that he's right. been so much he's been injured so much this season i just don't know if the number one pick this year will be blown on a person who gives off that risk don't get me wrong he's gonna be lottery still we talked about yeah. that last week yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll still be lottery but it's i'm just a little unless they go joe burrow number one which i guess i, I couldn't fault either yeah if, if you're cincinnati no i'm not gonna fault you for that if you're right. miami maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because if they can keep around Fitzpatrick, he's still a good enough quarterback. To... He'll he can they can ride out Fitzpatrick a couple years You're right. and find a quarterback in free agency or in the draft somehow. I know they can do that. They should be able. They should be looking for those other pieces that will help this team out. Right. I mean Fitzpatrick's shown this year that hey, you know I'm I'll be good. Get so a, if a... they can convince him in this off season, they. You know, absolutely. He had a good game against Cleveland. Yeah, he had a good. He had multiple good games. Not even just yeah. against Cleveland. It's yes, he did against Cleveland as well. But he beat that's the not Colts. like it. I was gonna say it's not like that was his only. Yeah. You know, his he, only significant. Like, he beat game. the Colts, and he beat a very good Jets defense. Yeah, so it. He's definitely. He's still a great quarterback. I know he expected more probably going into Miami than than he's getting. Yeah, but the the wins they have. Are him. <laughs> are, yeah, are, and are good wins, too. Yeah, they're and they're good wins. So. They're good opponent wins, too. But, yeah, but that's – but, yeah, no. Andy Dalton is starting again versus the Jets. They're going to ride him out the rest of the season as, you know, as it's hopefully not, barring any injuries, things like that. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. No, it's not, and I don't get why they do it. Let the young guy play. I know yeah. he's doing terrible. Whatever. Let the dude get his time and – I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Dalton doesn't even want to be there. I feel bad for Dalton. I feel bad for Cincinnati fans. And Dalton's not that bad of a quarterback either. He's not. I know he's older, but 
he's not a bad quarterback either. He wanted to be traded for a reason, and I heard about this today. So did you do you know the reason why he was not traded this off or during this trade deadline when I he asked? Heard, no. So the owner has so the owner has to sign off on trades, right? The day or the those couple days like up before the trade deadline, at when Dalton said and said I want out, like I want traded, he, they were getting phone calls. Obviously, it's Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah. They're gonna get. Of course they would. They got phone calls. The owner was overseas in like on a beach and stuff, not there to sign off on trades, so none of them could go through. So wow. he wasn't even able to get out of there. The, he they had offers on the table, and obviously that no one else can sign off on these except yeah, for so the GM. It, he wouldn't have been in there in time to sign off and everything, get everything finalized before the deadline. So. You I it'd think be, that's kind of ridiculous. You'd, you'd figure it'd be the Brown situation where the fax machine wasn't wasn't working, quote <laughs> right, unquote. It wasn't working, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, no, I feel bad for Dalton. I feel bad for Cincinnati fans. That front office needs to be booted, and yeah, they need to just blow the whole thing up and start all go over again. somewhere else. <laughs> like figure yourself out. Yeah, and moving on from that, Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones misses practice with that shoulder injury. But then going right into his teammate. Uh, Devonta Freeman is practicing. Well, yeah, coming back from a foot injury, he is practicing, so he should be ready to go. And their other teammate, Austin Hooper, uh, is along with Julio not practicing today. Um, if Hooper practices tomorrow, I'm saying even if he practices like a half practice and then full on Thursday, Friday, I think he plays. Don't they play Thursday, though? Oh, are they a Thursday game? I think they're a Thanksgiving game. Oh, well, if that's the case, then it's a, probably a no-go, but... Um, I'm really pushing for Julio. I'm hoping because he practiced yesterday. Yeah, he did. So he did practice yesterday. I'm hoping that today was something different. You know. Yeah, they and are. They are a Thursday game against the Saints. Maybe that today was just like give them, let them rest. You know. Yeah. So, actually, can you read off the the Thursday games for us? The Thanksgiving games are at twelve thirty. The Bears versus Lions. Okay. And then four thirty is the Bills and Cowboys. Okay. And then the 8.30 game is the Saints and Falcons. Gotcha. Cool. We'll make our picks on those in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and write those down so we don't forget. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll go into the next. So here, wide receiver for the Vikings, Adam Thielen, is back in practice today, which is nice. Good to hear. For That's an awesome thing for Vikings fans, just in, in <laughs> Thielen owners in general, obviously. So that's that's really nice. It's looking like he'll be able to get out there and play hopefully completely healthy this time yeah it's a big hope for adam thielen to play because that's a huge piece for kirk huge. Cousins. He, he's the number one receiver and people are going well it's day days is number two days is the wr2 is wide receiver two in my opinion they both have the capability to be 1a 1b oh yeah they they both have the capability to be a or 1a and 1b but as of right now, and the way that the Vikings are playing and have played all season, Thielen is the number one. Oh, for sure, including last season. But, uh, yeah, so we're hoping he plays, and we'll we'll talk about that situation and uh, the pass catchers in Minnesota here in a little bit when we get to the waiver ads as well. Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is unsure about his Week 13 status. I mean, I'm still uh, – T.Y. Hilton, I'm just – I stayed away from him for, like – at the beginning of the year when drafting was coming around and stuff, just because of I, he always is like wishy-washy for me. I yeah. know he's, a, I know he's a great talent and athlete and everything. And when he plays, he, he, he can be fantastic, but it's things like this, the wishy-washiness, the unsure, all that, the injuries. It's just, it kind of scares me. So I stayed, I stayed away there. So 
you know, that, that's showing that it's paying off. Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro is out with the season. This was a scary one that no one knew about it until after. Broke a rib during the game, and that rib that broke punctured his lung. That's yes. a big deal. That's, that's big a deal huge stuff. deal. So, yeah, um, I mean, he was just one of our ads, so that's that's kind of rough to see, but it's okay. You know, he'll. I'm just happy to know that he's, he's medically okay. okay. Yeah. Because man, that is. I mean, that's that could be some serious stuff there. So we're you know prayers up to him, and you know I'm happy to happy to know that he's good. We'll go into the next one here. Uh, Chase Edmonds is returned back to practice. Not not a huge deal there in in the excuse me in Arizona. No, it's not a huge care in the world. Really. They got Kenyon Drake and others. Kenyon, it's you mean just Kenyon Drake? It's really all yeah, just that's Drake. all that's happening there, which is good. Uh, Tyreek Hill is not in the concussion protocol, or excuse me, uh, is optimistic he'll suit up. I apologize. Start reading another one. Um, so we're hoping that he'll be out there playing. Lashawn McCoy is not in the protocol, saying you know for the Chiefs there. So we'll yeah. Um, Andy Reid came out with a statement saying that uh, he's very optimistic that Tyreek will start and suit up. For Sunday, I read somewhere though earlier today when I was I was reading at work that Lashawn is he still doesn't like he's not feeling a hundred percent either, but he's no. not being put in the protocol. No, I think his season is possibly over. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, what? A, why not? I mean, <laughs> I don't, what is? It's not. He's gonna he's miss. He's not a, a huge. I mean, I know he's 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 good, gonna miss but, at least a week and a half, almost right. two weeks. So his season's basically over. Yeah. So we'll see there. And then the last one we got here, minor as well. Kalen Blodge is gonna remain the, the starter there in Miami. Uh, you know, not. Yeah, Kalen their backup Bl- did very well though. He did. He did. I did did notice that. But Dolphins being the Dolphins, Kalen Blodge will still be the starting running back for yeah. the squishy Dolphins. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be what we have just for the news there. So let's go ahead and start talking about some waiver wire ads. Yes. So I'm just going to get this one out of the way, and we're going to talk about our top ad of the week so far. I want to start talking about that because this was just what happened. It's been talked about all season that if this, if, you know, if he keeps fumbling, he's going to be stepping in, things like that. So. Chris Carson, the fumble man himself, had two more fumbles this week, and they called to the bench and said, Mr. Penny, it's your turn. Rashad Penny came in after that and absolutely dominated that backfield. Yeah, he had, what, a 40-yard rushing touchdown? It was 58. 58. He had a 58-yard rushing touchdown, and that was the absolute highlight for sure of his day. He had 14 rushes for 129 yards and a touchdown. Absolute bull. against the and that was against the Eagles who have a I mean a, a really solid yeah. solid rushing defense. So he made them look like they're nothing. He did. And then with what they've got coming up, just listen to this. So in the next couple of weeks, they've got the Rams, the Panthers, and the Cardinals. That's 14 through or that's 13 14 16. Yeah, and we saw what the Rams did last night with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. They couldn't stop either one of those guys because they because uh, Ingram had over a hundred rushing yards as well. He had one hundred and eleven rushing yards, and Lamar Jackson inched up to almost a hundred yards as well. And Seattle is top; they're a top three rushing, rushing offense. T- yes, so they run a lot and they dump off to the running back a lot. The running back gets used plenty there. Rashad Penny can easily, in if you look. From week fourteen or from third, because don't get me wrong, he is in a he's in a rough matchup this week against Minnesota. If 
if it comes out that he is the starter this week, if that happens, like if if because it hasn't been announced completely yet, but it's looking like with how he played and what happened there, that it's either going to be a split, like a a, a really even or if not penny flavored favorite. Peter Carroll came out today saying that it's going to be a split. Did he? Yeah, I believe so. I saw some article earlier today saying that it is possibly that they're going to split um, carries. Well, I mean, that's and that's good, too, because that makes Rashad Penny up. I mean, he's playable. He's 100% playable. But he could now be here's a the thing. So when it comes to the, he's playing Minnesota, who had that's that's a defense you don't want to really play against. And I, and I know, I mean, they they don't they just don't let many people score. Now, like I said, though, 14, 15, 16, Rams, Panthers, Cardinals, those are, I mean, those are playoff games. That's, I mean, those, that's all playoff rounds in most leagues. Though he could be an absolute wrecker, especially if you're that team who's get, who just squeaked into the playoffs. You know, you just squeaked in. You get your hands on Rashad Penny. You have him now, along with everything that you got to throw you into the playoffs, you have that momentum to get you in there and you're pumped. I'm telling you right now, Rashad Penny could, I mean, he, this could be a league winner here. Yeah. He, this really could, especially if he comes, or excuse me, comes out and becomes the starter and they do that. They switch the rules, how it was with Carson and Penny, where Carson was getting everything and Penny was just the backup because they, it was a split at the beginning, immediately switched to the, to just starter and, and bench. And now, yeah, one day ago, uh, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll hints timeshare for Carson and Penny. I'm wondering what the percentage is going to be there because with, I mean, just the way he played, and he played a good defense. A that's what very makes, good That's defense. what makes me think that against Minnesota, he probably, you can't laugh at him either. No, so, he, could bowl, he could bowl through the defense. So, I'm, I mean, this dude, that's he's someone not to, he's the top priority for a reason. You're, you're spending fab on him. You're blowing your number one. You know, waiver, you're blowing that. You're all of it. He's he's who you want for sure. So, I was literally debating at work to uh, bench Devin Singletary and try and pick up Rashad Penny. Right. I mean, I don't. I mean, I you couldn't be blamed for it. You really couldn't. Because I was it's like, just a, it looks juicy. He's he's too good, right? That's too good of a situation for you. It's just it is for everyone. That's. A, I can't stress it enough how big of an ad, like how priority he is. He's the top priority ad for sure because of the offense he's on, his skill set. It's the same in this perfectly transition. So the same reason why I have, for when we're talking running back specifically, uh, prior or not priority ad, but ad of the week. Now, Rashad Penny's really the only one that realistically you can pick up this week and play yes. at the same time. Now, I'm not going to I'm not I don't want to advocate for starting him this week. Reason being is because of the defense. And if it's going to be a timeshare, we don't know how everything's going to work yet. We'll talk about a look. Do they play Thursday? Did I hear you say that? No, they play Monday okay. night football against the Vikings. That's right. So, we'll talk about it more on Friday because and we'll hopefully have more information on the split. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get the timeshare split of what they're going to get. So, we'll be able to figure that out, but I want just you guys to know that this is a huge pickup. Yeah, especially too because Thursday you do need to set your lineups the day before mm-hmm. because yeah, you guys have to have your you got to have your lineups set ready to tomorrow. go tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a huge because people are gonna forget that 
it's Thanksgiving on Thursday, and there's going to be three games. Not, not one game. It's going to be at 8 o'clock. It's going right. to be three games throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the day. So you have to set your lineup. Got to make sure you have those things set before you start eating all that turkey. Yeah, that's why we're letting you know now who could be a top ad mm-hmm. because – if we don't, then you're going to be sitting there like, oh, man, I missed out on Rashad yep. Penny. A guy like you Rashad don't want Penny. That. <laughs> telling you, Rashad Penny could be a league winner. He, now, who I wanted to tra- – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say Rashad Penny is going to be a key, especially for the yeah, playoffs. definitely. So, yeah, with that matchup for sure. So, and that transitions perfectly into what I was going to say now. Rashad Penny this all, all season has been a really huge handcuff for a reason. And now with, I know Carson didn't get hurt, but because he's not performing to where Seattle needs him to perform and Seattle wants to win, they have that, they have a legitimate shot at being able to win this year. Mm -hmm. They need reliable running back with how they play. So that's kind of where, that's why people think that he's going to be going into that starter role. Well, when it comes to handcuffs, there's two people other than Rashad Penny that are arguably a better handcuff. Those both being Tony Pollard and Alexander Mattinson. Now, who I'm going to talk about now is Alexander Mattinson. And the reason being is because on the team right as of right now, he's still in in certain situations. I mean, he you can play him. There's been times where you could play him this week, you know, during a week, even though Dalvin Cook's playing. But Tony Pollard is probably the better back. Um, and I'll say that. I do think he is the better back. So if Zeke were to go down, he'd be instantly a top five running back in my eyes he immediately fills that role he's a one-to-one back absolutely in my eyes because i've seen how he plays i know how he'll work in that offense when it comes to fantasy points i know the name is not as juicy as zeke elliott is like Ezekiel elliott but i'm telling you you'd be really happy if if that happened you know you're so yeah same thing with alexander mattinson yeah he jumps up into that that top i if Dalvin Cook goes down. I'm saying Alexander Madison would be able to jump into that same thing and be a top five running back. Yeah, Madison is averaging five yards per carry. Yeah, which and is still one of the be- almost one of the best in the league. Right, and then he also is is he's one of those guys that catches balls out of the backfield. He loves. I mean, they, that's how that's why he's still he's fantasy a- relevant as of now. Because even though Dalvin does too. There's still plays where they dump it over to him. Yeah, and if your team's like the Browns or the Vikings or the Cowboys, you have the the best backfields in the NFL because not only do you have a solid number one running back like Zeke and Cook and Chubb, but you also have great pass-catching one-on-one backs like Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Madison. Yeah, it the and I'm going to have one more handcuff that I want to talk about. So I, we talked about Pollard and Madison, but – the other one I want to talk about. So yes, I know I'm not looking at Cream Hunt as a as a handcuff. I know he technically is because if if Chubb did go down, he would take the bulk. But I know it. But the reason that I'm he's not the one I wanted to talk about is because this specific offense has shown that they're all of their running backs can do just about the same thing and be very viable. It's going to be Benny Snell with how James Conner has been so down and hurt and he's not looking like he's playing this week either. Mm-hmm. that he came in and filled in for him really well. I mean, more than you 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 would have expected, you know what I mean? So I really do like that. So if James Conner is going to continue to be out, he's he's going to be who you want. He had 21 rushing attempts with for 98 yards, and he, he also caught a reception. But, you know, that's he didn't get any touchdowns or anything like that. But still, they showed that 
he's going to get work. He'll get work mm-hmm. because if James Conner's not there. So, well, that's another another guy that you could pick up. And if James Conner is not playing, he's still someone that has that upside that you could start. I don't think I like him against Cleveland this week because I, I I know I like the rushing defense. I know we're the Cleveland themselves are just they're kind of banged up on defense at the moment, but still they. They don't have a defense you can laugh at. Right, and we do get Ogunjobi back this week, another, too. And he's a another huge, big thing. He's a huge part of that rushing mm-hmm. defense that is unstop, almost unstoppable. Because, like you said, Snell is having a, a phenomenal season. Mm-hmm. But also, too, going up against that Cleveland Browns front line is not an easy thing to do. No, it's not a not a task you're asking to do, that's for sure. Yeah, because we saw what happened to Balazs the last game. He couldn't even get a yard. Yeah. So... But that's what's gonna that's gonna be our running backs. I'm gonna go over after we've talked about all the the ads for the week. I'm gonna go over the priority in which you should go at all of them collectively. So every position that I that we're gonna talk about, mm-hmm. I'll go over at the end the order in which you should go after them. Uh, so we're gonna go. Let's just go into. I've only got a couple uh, that I want to talk about here, but let's go into some some wide receivers. So the first one that I want to talk about, and I want it to be known that it's very. This is more of a be careful, you know, if you're got to go with your gut here, basically, because I have to put him in here. But personally, just because of how he's played all season, Robbie Anderson is not big on my list, but he had a good game. He did. And he has a really good schedule ahead of him. We'll just list them off real quick. This is from from 13 to 7. We'll go from 13 to 16. Cincinnati, Miami, Baltimore, ew. Pittsburgh, he's got. They've got one bad game in there. Yeah, and I I know that he didn't go and you know he had four receptions or five targets for four receptions. Caught a touchdown. He had eighty six yards. He had a good game. He did, and it's arguably the, the the first good game, you know, of the of the season, other than his one against Dallas where he torched him out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he had a decent game against. Uh, Oakland, but I I don't think that Oakland defense is very strong. They just have a very very solidified offense. Right, but he's but look at the next two. If yeah, the next two games, Cincinnati, uh, Miami, playing, he's facing uh, again more defenses that are not that's, good. That's very juicy. So. so he's got the upside. He yeah. is going to be the upside wide receiver. If you are looking for that and you trust that upside, now just in the situations I'm in, I just I I do. I don't need that. I don't. Mm-hmm. So he's too risky for me. But if you're with that fantasy player, you like that risk. You go for that risk. You're going for the, you know, you're running up. You're trying to run up a number. Robbie Anderson can easily give you that. Yeah, I would say because especially for me too, like I don't need that risk mm-hmm. because of who the three receivers that I have. I, I don't need to replace Tyree Kill or Hopkins or Beckham. Like I don't need to replace. But if you got a guy who's injured or a guy who is playing against a great defense. Robbie Anderson could be a solid pickup because of the matchups he's got. He's like you said, he's got the Bengals and he's got um Miami the next game after that. So if you pick up Robbie Anderson, he's the number one guy for Darnold. And well, him and Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder. And apparently Ryan Griffin. Uh, yeah. Dude has been also doing well. I don't know. Darnold's just doing well. Darnold is doing well. That Jets offense is like it's hard because they're all starting to come together, which is not something you expected. Right. They're coming together, which is nice to see. 
for just I mean for fantasy wise, it's nice to see because it's just more and you could players. and you could tell that they win when Sam Darnold's going mm-hmm. out getting trash and hooking up with girls. <laughs> Uh, so I want to go into the, this is this the last wide receiver I'm going to have just cause how can you not talk about Randall Cobb right now? So in the last four games, let me just, let me go off of, so he had six catches week nine, week 10, six catches, 11, four, 12, four in each of them. He had over seven targets. Each of those four games, he has caught a touchdown in two of the last four. He's showing and those are not against minnesota against new england two of those games were one of them detroit not against teams where you can laugh at where he's catching balls scoring touchdowns he's going up against some rough defenses in buffalo chicago and arguably the rams but he's shown that at this position he's at not getting because he's not getting number one coverage he's not he's not even most time he's not getting number two coverage but he's showing that hey I'm, it does, I don't care who you're putting on me at the moment. I'm just, I'll go out there. I'm going to get the volume I need and I'm going to make the best of it. 35 yards, week nine, 106, 115, 86. I was, I did, I was wrong last week because when I was talking about the cover zero uh, blitz against the uh, Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, I said that Cobb would almost be close to irrelevant, which he was very relevant. Very. And he's going to be rest of the season with Amari there or not. Which, as we as we said and made it very clear to you guys that New England takes away your number one. And they took away Amari yeah, Cooper. Legitimately took away. He had zero receptions. He had no no points. He gave you an absolute goose egg if you started him. Yeah, he gave you absolutely. And he played egg. the whole game. Yeah, played the whole game and got nothing. <laughs> yeah, so that's what New England does. Now, yeah, they're not going to play New England again, but they're playing good defenses. Mm-hmm. But he's played good defenses all year. And still got targets, still made catches. He's still, still scoring. Mm-hmm. So still plays. if you if you're looking for wide receivers right now, and you you know you need someone to keep on your bench just in case, or a flex position here and there during these playoff runs, we starting uh, 14, 15, and and 16, especially championship weekend when it comes or championship game, you know, fantasy bowl week 16, he's playing Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly says you have to beat me. To, if you're gonna beat me, you have to pass. Dak's, Dak's fine with that, and so is Amari Cooper, Gallup, and Randall Cobb. So, you know, if you need to be looking ahead when it comes to things like this, and if you have the space and you have the ability to look ahead and stash Randall Cobb, it would. I would stash Randall Cobb first if you have that ability, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. If you have the ability to get Randall Cobb, you stash him immediately because he is going to be very effective going towards the end of the season and going into the playoffs. Yeah, so... That's going to be it for wide receiver, and again, I'll I'll go over the the order in which you should, you know, attack all these guys and make sure you grab them toward the end. So stay here. We're we're almost there. We got tight end, and I want to. Well, let's get through the quarterback because this one's easy. Yeah. Sam Darnold, <laughs> we talked yes. about him. The man is waking up. He's doing well. Yeah, he's it's, finding his receivers and tight end. He's in a rhythm. He has easy games coming up. I'm telling you. Don't be afraid of him anymore. I know he he's he scared you at the beginning of the year with mono and everything, but he's no. hyped up on booze. He's good. <laughs> he's yeah, no, the dude is dude's gonna be great. He's been high nineties last three weeks, if not over that in for his quarterback rating. Had 121 week eleven, 127 uh on Sunday. 
Yeah, he, he's going to be a good NFL quarterback, and you obviously have to like his matchup with Cincinnati and Miami coming up. Yeah, and then he's facing Baltimore now uh, in Week 15, which is shaky. It's very shaky, but then you go right next week into Week 16, and you you're play. facing Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. they're already wishy-washy too. So, you know, it's he's going to be the top quarterback ad for sure if he's even there. Now, he's, he's owned in 29% of leagues, so it's most likely he's going to be there if in 71% of leagues he's there. So, yeah. So, it, definitely, if you have an ability, and if you're in a super flex league and he's there, 100% snag him. If you're in a, even if one quarterback league, depending on who you got, you know, if you're in a situation where every week you're listening and looking for a quarterback streamer, he could be rest better. of season, Sam Darnold. You could start rest of season Sam Darnold, even against that Baltimore game. Yeah. He's still going to be able to score you. He's not going to get you. He's not going to do terrible, but he's, I'm not expecting him to win. Right. I'm not expecting him to be absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. So that's, but that's going to be it. So then I've got, I got two more guys I want to talk about here. And it's going to be from the tight end position, which is rare. But we've got two guys here that you, you just can't not talk about. We talked about them already before. First one's going to be David Njoku. Now, he didn't play last week against Miami. Uh, I don't know what happened. There must have been something that went down. He wasn't ready to come in. That's fine. Now, David Njoku is going to be playing the next couple of weeks with the obviously the, with a Brown schedule that is extremely favorable in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Arizona. That's the next three weeks. And for tight ends, that's I mean you you can't ask for much better when in this for the rest of the season. You know that when it comes to you know, tight end rest of the season schedules, I'm pretty sure he's got to be number one. And he's shown that he's an animal and he's an athlete and he can catch balls and he'll, he's a red zone target. I don't know how, so if you're in a situation where you need to start him this week, of course you can, but if you don't need to, I wouldn't reason being is just because it's going to be his first game back. He's facing a Pittsburgh defense who of the rest of these three games is going to be, if you can say toughest, you know, It'll be the easiest, toughest game, but whatever. You know, it's if you can give him a week to get acclimated and then play him against Cincy in Arizona, do it. Yeah, I was about to say because this week he's probably more likely going to be touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. He's I agree. A, he, he's a guy you look to when the Browns get in the red zone. He's the number one guy that Baker's going to go to because he is such a huge target that you cannot miss him. And like you said, for the rest of the season, he could be a key guy. But the problem is, is like when you do go against Baltimore, he could be shaky. But he's also a guy that's known to bowl people down and run them over. So he's a he's a strong dude, and I I trust him with everything. Like if I had to get a tight end for the rest of the season, it would be David Njoku. 100%. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm I'm with you there, and I I did last week. I jumped the gun and I got him last week. And we talked about him last week. He was an ad last week. Yeah, I, I, I told you guys that you need to, you know, if you have the ability, jump the gun, grab him now. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about this week and fighting for him, you know. So the next guy, though, that I want to – this last guy I want to talk about before we go over the, the order in which to attack here is Kyle Rudolph. So, yes, I know Adam Thielen's coming back. Now, that could hinder his his ability, and I know that. But if anything sets them back – and I also just think that so in the last three games he has four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's really nice from a tight end. You you want you want that situation. They see how useful he is. 
They know how useful he is, and they I, I bet you they're kicking themselves for not utilizing him the way this way all year right. with Adam Thielen or not. They know what he's capable of. They've used him for years. They know what he's able to do. They should have been doing it all season, and I think they know that now. That's why I like him as an ad, even though Thielen's coming back. They're going to keep utilizing him the way they are. Yeah, it was kind of tough to see because early in the season, he was very touchdown dependent. Extreme, every game, he was touchdown dependent. He didn't have a touchdown until week seven. Yeah, which was which is not good for a tight end because especially a tight end of his caliber, he should be getting the ball quite a bit. Yeah, he's, he, you look at you hear that name, and he's the top. He's one of those top guys. He's supposed to be one of those top yeah. guys. So you, you figured he'd get the reps of like Travis Kelsey and stuff like that, or like Zach right. Ertz, and be a guy you can depend on to make plays. Which you can. you Yeah, especially now. I mean, let's see here. Last three weeks, he's got four touchdowns, like I said. If you go last four, even then, I guess last last four is not too good because he did play the Kansas City Chiefs, which all of a sudden had a, had a really nice defense that, that week. But it just, well, I guess, I don't know. Not, maybe not a crazy defense, but. He torched Dallas and he torched Denver. Yeah, he did. He really did. So he's going to get you the work. And he's got Seattle, Detroit, uh, the Chargers, and Green Bay, his last four games. at least, I guess last four games for fantasy. Yeah. Which are all not terrible. You know, the Seattle matchup I, I like the least. Other than that, Detroit, you, you'd want to play him. The Chargers, you're going to want to play him. And Green Bay can be exposed. They showed yeah. that. They showed that against San Francisco this weekend. So Yeah, they could definitely Or yesterday. Close. So, yeah. It's, you know, this is Kyle... Kyle Rudolph is definitely someone that you want to take a look at if you are in the boat where that that you and I are both in with Austin Hooper. You, that's rough. We're in a rough situation where, man, I I'm, I'm down Austin Hooper. Don't know when he's coming back. You know. Yeah. Which as of now, I just picked up David Njoku. Nice. Just um, in case, because I dropped. Uh, I forget who I dropped now. Oh, gotcha. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you didn't need him, so. Yeah. But yeah, so that's going to be all of our ads. Unless you had, I'm sorry, I heard you. I had no ads. Yeah, so that's going to be our ads now. Now I want to go through real quick, and just for the guys we talked about, I want to go just in order from everyone we just said who to go after. And I'll I'll add one more guy wide receiver-wise when we're going down at the end. First, obviously, and I said this, is Rashad Penny. He, without a doubt, you need to pick him up. 100%. And then the second guy to go after, now I guess this could be 1A, 1B, just because if you need a wide receiver, the upside's there, Robbie Anderson. Yes. But if you are looking and you're able to stash, I really do like Randall Cobb. But I I would take Robbie Anderson just for the matchups. Because of those matchups and the upside. Right. And then again, 1C maybe, if you need that tight end, David Njoku. Yes. Because he's the matchups as well. Same thing. Those those three guys, obviously, if you're in a situation like if you have Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, like I'm trying to think of a realistic situation, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, like a Tevin Coleman situation, yeah. you don't you don't need Rashad Penny. You're not hurting. Mm-mm. But you might be in a situation because if you stacked your running back box, you, you might need Robbie Anderson. You might need David Njoku. Those are the guys. Then go after them, you know. Obviously, if your opponent needs Rashad Penny, yeah, you can still do the block. And if you can yeah. try to get him, like I, you know, still play the waiver game, but don't kick yourself if 
you don't grab Rashad Penny because you have you won't be able to start him. You know, right? This the, we hyped up Rashad Penny a lot and it, well deserved, well deserved. Yeah, I do want to talk about David Njoku just for one second. Dude, yeah. Um, we saw don't be because if you get Njoku and you're kind of afraid of that Baltimore matchup, don't be afraid of that Baltimore matchup because we saw what. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones did against Baltimore. He absolutely torched that Baltimore defense. Like they could not stop a second string tight end to yeah. save their life. Matt, yeah, they they couldn't. They didn't know what to do. It's like they didn't know how to handle themselves. Now I will admit that since Baltimore has become a different team, they have they have defensively especially. Yes. Now now they seem to more focus on Landry and Odell, which mm-hmm. freed up Seals Jones a lot. Which is another reason why he could be a solid pickup. He's still going to be viable against Baltimore because they have to and they know it. They have to focus on those two receivers and that frees up guys like Kareem Hunt. That frees up guys like well, David Njoku. Th- right, and that's the thing about the Browns offense is they've got those, way too many weapons. They've got the weapons that it's hard to defend everyone. So they've yes. they can exploit at, at most times. So yeah, so that that's the like I said, kind of one A through C yeah. situation there. Now the the fourth guy is going to be Alexander Mattinson because he is still flexible, and if you need, like he's more of an add. So like after the waivers go through yes. and stuff, if he's there, you're going to add him because he's still someone that can you can possibly flex if needed. And if Dalvin Cook goes down, he's instantly a top five running back instantly. In, instantly a top five running back and you insert him for the rest of the season. And he's a top, he's going to score you top five running back points. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I like Madison a lot. Yeah. And he could be a, he could be a key piece going to the playoffs too. And the same thing goes for the reason I have Pollard just one step below is because he's not immediately flexible. No, not immediately. But if Zeke goes down and you have the ability to, to handcuff and stash and just have him sit there just in case, He's a good, he's Instant a good option. top five as well. Yeah. And then when, if that happens, you know, hypothetical that happens, and then you come on and listen to the show and we're talking about Madsen, Madsen, Pollard, Pollard, you're, you're listened correctly and you jumped on the, you jumped on and you don't have to worry about it because you already have them. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, that'll be five. And then six is, I'm going to put, I will put Darnold here. I guess I could have thrown him up in that, you know, if you need that quarterback position, I guess you can throw him up there, you know, because Darnold rest of the season is is scary. Yeah, he could be a great super flex option. Yeah, that guy, he will he's going to be scoring points. He, he he showed that he's going to be scoring points. He had over 30 in the last few games. Mhm. And he's going to keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. We'll throw Randall Cobb in now. Okay. After that, because Randall Cobb has that you can stash him. He is definitely He's already fantasy viable. He's flexible already. He's shown that with how he's played the last what four games. Mm-hmm. He's been doing really well. So Randall Cobb's going to go here, and then we'll go with Kyle Rudolph and Benny Snell. So Kyle Rudolph and then Benny Snell. Benny Snell, again. It's more of like a desperation. Right. If he's that last guy when it comes to running backs, yes, he might play this week. So, yes. As of a week 13 pickup, if you're still in that situation where you just are having to pick up and drop and pick up and drop every week because you've got to piece together a lineup, yeah, Benny Snell's playing this week. I don't like it against Cleveland, but if you don't get if you don't get Rashad Penny, then you need someone to play this week. Yeah, Benny Snell probably is going to be your best option for the most points, you know, capable. But rest of season is kind of what we're more looking at here because of playoffs. Right. 
And then the last guy I wanted to add, this just because I, I had seen this name, and is Nikhil Harry. Going to go into that same slot of the, of the stash. Yeah, yeah, stash. Because he caught his first NFL touchdown, he plays for the Patriots, and has Tom Brady. So those things are, I guess, the plays for the Patriots and has Tom Brady is what I'm talking about. Those two factors. <laughs> he, he's got the potential to be one of the best receivers in football soon. He does. He's, yeah. I'm shocked that he went as low as he did in the draft. I'm shocked. I, I was really upset when he got hurt I because I knew that if – could you imagine was, if he was able to play all season? Yeah, I drafted him in our fantasy yeah, league. <laughs> this guy would have been – and still has the – he still has the chance. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He still has the chance. But yeah. if I just wish I could have – like we would have been able to already see him play because, yeah. like, you know, it's like a tease having to wait longer. And it's funny because I got made fun of for drafting him too, and I was like, this dude's going to be a monster. I was, with, I was with you. I like him. I like Nikhil Harry. So that's why I'm going to have him here last on this list just because – he still has that capability. Like mm-hmm. he caught that touchdown. He got a couple. He got a couple targets. Still, they're working him in. He's he shown, can. He's shown a lot of upside. One more break. One more game, or like another break, like or a breakout game, just a, a flat breakout game. He's going to become a, a piece in this offense for the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I'll I'll re get him. I'll re yeah. him back on my team. Yeah. So. That's what I'm going to have for – that's going to be what I've got for all these ads here. We've got one more thing that we need to get done here before we're out. Yeah, our Thursday picks. Our picks. And I'm going to let you do your thing. Go ahead. All right. We're going to introduce the first game of Thanksgiving, which is Chicago versus Detroit. Austin, who do you got? I've got Chicago. You have got Chicago. I am going Detroit. Really? Okay. Yes. Reasons? Reasons being – uh, I just don't like the way Mr. Trubisky's been playing. Mm-hmm. I think he's been very, very shaky for the majority of the season. Uh, I think they're using uh, Montgomery way too late now. They should have utilized him all season long instead of Tariq Cohen. And Jeff, Jeff Driscoll has been playing pretty well lately. Yeah, they lost to the Washington Redskins. That happens. You have bad games. But for some reason, my my gut feeling is just saying, dude, Detroit's going to pull this out. And they're at home. so Right. I hear you. Okay. I mean, I, I, I know I can't, I'm not going to like fault you at that. I guess the re- I'm going Chicago because Detroit's offense is struggling mm-hmm. and Chicago's defense is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they have a good defense. They have a strong defense and they'll be able to utilize Montgomery hopefully earlier in this game. Hopefully they understand yes. that Mitch Trubisky's not good and they will start utilizing him as they once have once i remind you one time they've used him correctly and so we'll see yeah again no we're we're differing and we'll have on friday the updated the updated score yeah so game number two buffalo versus dallas and i'm going buffalo here i i like their defense better than i like dallas's defense and josh allen and john brown have been really good together the last couple weeks even playing against pretty good teams so i'm 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 riding with Buffalo here. Yeah, I'm gonna ride with Buffalo as well. Okay. I think that they're gonna quiet down the Cowboy crowd, and I think Dak is gonna have another kind of shaky game performance with that because that secondary for Buffalo is really really good. Another reason why I'm going Buffalo is because that Dallas front office right now, after what Jerry said, yeah, is probably pretty shaken up. That whole team's probably like that. That locker room's probably not a good place to be at the moment. Just. Right. Because, I mean, he he ragged on him. He ragged on his coaches. He did, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. He he was ragging on him. So, I 
I just feel like that's not that's a little bit of a toxic environment to be in. They're not all going to be a hundred percent head in the game. Like don't get me wrong, they'll be close. They're professionals. They do this all the time, but it's going to be there. Yeah. It's that thoughts there for the coaches, for the players. It's there. Buffalo's they're fine. They're yeah still working. And they're I, in the playoffs. I know, I know a lot of the people have been saying, "Well, the Browns beat the Bills. Well, why well, can't the Cowboys and this and that?" It's like because the Browns are a little bit smarter in what they were doing. They ran the ball. A lot, yeah. Because that defense, the the pat or the passing defense for Buffalo is really good, but the rushing defense is not good. And if Jason Garrett's smart enough, which we know he's not, <laughs> he would utilize the heck out of Ezekiel Elliott and insert Troy insert Troy Pollard every so often right. as a receiving back, which they've done before this year certain times, but they've done it what feels at times when they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So. I just feel like I feel like Dallas is going to air it out too much, and they're going to get cocky trying to use go for the Cobb. big plays. They're going to go for Cobb and Cooper on big plays, and it's not going to work. Yeah, and it's hard. It's tough to do big plays against Buffalo. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Next game: New Orleans versus Atlanta. I'm going New Orleans. Yeah. All right, so we're going to be same through the the last two. I like New Orleans as well. Atlanta disappointed. They're banged up extremely. Yes. I I liked Atlanta going into the season a lot. And they're just they're very banged up, disappointing this year. It's, it's tough to see, but it, it is what it is. New Orleans is gonna be the. It, they're just clear cut. They're gonna be the better team. Yeah, New Orleans is a Super Bowl contender as well, and just the way that Michael Thomas and Drew Brees have been playing together as of the last few games have been unreal. Their whole their whole career together has just been it, it's crazy. It's nothing you can't stop. Like yeah, it, it's it's. It's a well-oiled machine there for sure. Yeah, and I don't think Atlanta's defense is going to be strong enough to even handle just those two alone. Yeah, so, so we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely see there for sure, and that's that's going to be what we got for you guys today, though. So yeah, be sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the FF Geniuses. We've been liking the feedback we've been getting a lot lately. We've tweeted out that we wanted you guys to hit us up with any ideas for you guys for. You know who you guys should insert into your lineups and stuff like that. So keep them coming. Keep them coming. We are happy to answer you guys. And, and go ahead and ask us some Thanksgiving. So those Thanksgiving Day questions. You know if you should be starting and from any of those three games. I I guarantee you, there's going to be people you need to start in those games. So mm-hmm. make sure you're asking if you're having if you're having contemplations. You know because we're going to have to have everyone's got to have their lineup set mm-hmm. for tomorrow by yeah. tomorrow. So ask us questions. We'll be here to answer. Yeah. Be, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at the FF Geniuses with those questions at the Fantasy Geniuses on Instagram, and we will be getting stuff rolling for you guys. We'll be getting a lot of tweets out, a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like yeah, in the we're next working couple on days. as much as getting as much content out to you guys as we can, answering and mm-hmm. engaging with you guys as much as possible. I'd appreciate it. And one quick thing, just because I think this is neat, when we saw mm-hmm. we were able to see like our statistics and from where all of our listeners are. And I want to give a shout out to the one, <laughs> the one lonely listener in the UK. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know how you heard of us, but however you did hear of us, give us, give us, give us, give us a, in contact with us. That would be awesome to to hear how you heard of us. Yeah, from Wales too. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, be sure to contact us. We love hearing from you guys. It's so cool that. We have a listener from the UK. Yeah, it was just something we saw. It was just, it was cool. It was awesome to see. A lot of it was, just, I know a lot of our listeners right now are just from uh, around our, our hometown. We have some, you know, throughout the United States, but 
it was cool getting to see that we had someone from uh, the yeah. UK, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. So, yeah, be sure to follow us on the socials, and we will see you guys on Friday. Yep, see you Friday, guys.